Welcome to the Average Muso Show. I'm your host, JR Barling, a very average host of the Average Muso Show. So you're probably wondering, what is this all about? Well, we feature uh, original music from exceptional musicians, uh, maybe some you've heard of, some you haven't heard of before. Um, but, you know, there'll be a few surprises in here. We feature instrumentals, even some live music you'll hear from time to time. Uh, we also have uh, the boomer guitarist jumping in to uh, give us his average opinions on different things. Uh, and we're also going to, of course, have a bunch of my mates jump on. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll discuss things like, uh, I don't know, like uh, books or CDs, soundtracks, instruments, um, whatever kind of tickles our fancy at that point. Today we have music from LSA. Uh, we have it from myself, JR Barling, with Shorty G. Uh, we also have Dreamland, music from Celeste Kate, Mark Gardner, uh, and Pete Hatchell. Uh, if you ever need to get in contact with us, you can always go through Twitter at Average Muso Show. Uh, so if you want to get there right now and uh, follow it, let's get into some music. To fight, wake up in a dream and I'm coming out tired. Put my head up and I'm feeling alright. One step over, I fall. Put your hands up if you ever felt small. Wake up in a dream and I wanted to roll. I turn into sleep cause it's safer after all. Now you're too low, now you're too low. Now you're too proud, now you're shallow. Hiding in the crowd so you don't get found out. Oh, but don't you know? Way. 
Awesome. We just heard first was Blinded by Alice A. The second tune was Black Tie Party by myself, J.R. Barling, uh, and Pete Hatchell, and also featured Shorty Gilliland, my sister Rachel, Rachel Shorty Gilliland. Uh, those songs can be found where all songs are streamed, I guess, on any streaming platform, you'll find those tunes. Uh, speaking of Shorty, she was down in Melbourne just recently, and uh, we sat down and had a chat about the Wizard of Oz soundtrack. Thought we'd uh, give it a review as well. So here we go. Because I know that you're uh, a big fan of being an understatement of the Wizard of Oz. And Judy Garland. Yes. 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 So, I guess first of all, Tell us what you like about, well, you know, you know about the movie soundtrack. Start talking. Um, I love the fact that the Wizard of Oz, I love all their songs, but I like the facts about the songs that they actually have in the movie. So the Wizard of Oz, of course, um, you've got um, Over the Rainbow Hat starts with an octave and how it was actually one of the songs they didn't agree with. They didn't want it in the movie originally and so it was shunned and... Um, then they accepted it. They said, no, we're not going to have... You can't have any of the songs if you're not going to have that one. And so they chose to keep that one. And, of course, it's the most known song in the whole album, isn't it? Well, it turned out to be the most known It did song. turn out. They thought it was going to be a flop. Um, so I love that fact about it. And, of course, if you just whistle those two notes, that everyone just knows what song it is. So that's iconic in itself, isn't it? Um, what else, Well, What I like the most about it is that, and I guess it probably ties in the movie, I mean, like, because when did it come out, actually? I, I probably should have checked that, actually, to be honest. A long time ago. 1939. <laughs> 15th of August, 1939, is mm. when the soundtrack was released, apparently. I don't know if that's the same time as the movie, because I don't know the movie. Um, well, I do know that movie, but not, no. you know, not the date of it, anyway. But 1939, so around that time, too, so that was, like, you know, that start of that golden era of the Hollywood movie system. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, you know, it's just well, still around the time of Tin Pan Alley, I guess. Yeah. But the first kind of like full orchestras actually being on it. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, what was the first colour movie? It was, yeah. But even the full orchestra in there, like, you know, that was the time when you would have that. I mean, you have that nowadays for most big movies. You know, back then it was a rarity and it was mm. nice, like, you know, to have that, that full studio orchestra. Yeah. And have someone actually wrote music that utilised it. Mm. Well, I mean, Harburg and, and Arlen, of course, you know, famous. And so it's probably more like a stage musical type stuff. Yeah. Didn't they take elements of the stage musical and a yeah, previous stage musical that failed? Yep. I think they brought bits of it in. And Over the Rainbow was one of the songs, I think, from an, their other musical. I can't remember what it was. Um, no, Over the Rainbow was the one that they they thought was the reason why it flopped, that it didn't work and it, you know, people were saying that it wasn't... I think it's the singers they had, though. I don't actually think it was the song because they, Judy Garland was so good at singing that. So, like, she just did that octave that was, But it was based on um, another song they wrote for a, a failed musical. Oh, I don't so know that. So before they got the job for that one... They were tasked to, to write a, a musical, and um, I can't remember what it was called, mm. but um, uh, one of the songs in it, and, and it didn't, it wasn't a very popular 
musical at all. Um, no. But one of the songs in it, when you hear it, it essentially is Over the Rainbow. It's the melody of Over the Rainbow. Yeah. Um, in the, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, follows that bit. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember reading about that, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, but that was what they did back then too. Oh, still do it now. Yeah, well, still sing some songs and yeah. Well, it was one of their own songs, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, nobody liked that, so we're going to take that and use that over here. Yeah. Um, and I also know that um, obviously Judy Garland was chosen to be the actor, singer, everything, and um, yeah, it would have been very different if they'd chosen Shirley Temple. So I love um, the Wizard of Oz. So I have all these books that talk about the music and they talk about the different actors and who they were choosing and they were going to choose Shirley Temple because she was cho- uh, closer to the age of the character in the book to Dorothy and um, they end up choosing Judy Garland and so glad that they did. Well, she would have been eight? Would she have been eight? I reckon the, over, over, Shirley Temple would have been eight. Over the Bramble would have been a hard song to sing. I'm she sure went Temple eight-year-old. Sing her oh, yeah. for the age. But I mean, like, you know. She had a different tone. Like, when you hear Judy Garland yeah. sing that, that's a, it's a difficult song to sing at the mm. best of times. But not even just that song, like, actually, all of them. Like, they're quite complex. Oh, I you like. Know? Turns out the soundtrack album wasn't released until 1956 to oh. coincide with the first showing on television. So when was the movie? Was that? 1939. Yeah, okay. Maybe it was 1939. How about that? Mm. So apparently bits were released, but this that, that was the first time we get record. Yeah. Vinyl, of course. Um, oh, God, like trying to find the actual song list is a nightmare on this thing. There it is. <laughs> so do you have a favourite song? Obviously mine's Over the Rainbow, but I'm sure there's others that I like. If I Look, I'm just I'm trying to look here. What have we got here? we got Over the Rainbow, the Cyclone song. Yeah. The Cyclone song is not very much a song. Well, it's just... <laughs> really, that's all I oh, remember. Oh, yeah, the witch. That's right. That's all I remember, that. Uh, Billy Burke and the Munchkins. Oh, yes. Come out, come out. I love that song. It really come was out, no miracle. Oh, uh, isn't there... Um, is this the one where it's dropping the hands? I don't know. This isn't the miracle. But thank you very sweetly. What happened? What's this? Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. Yeah, that's a good song. Ding Dong. As yeah. the Mayor of Munchkinland. Oh, that's right. There's lots of good songs. There's lots in the front. Ding Dong, Rish, the Lollipop Guild. I do yep. like the, I have a soft spot for the Lollipop I Guild. I do like the Lollipop Guild. Just because it's such a bad song. No, it's not bad. It's really good. We welcome you to Munchkinland, to be honest. Oh, actually, there's lots of songs. Like The Scarecrow, I Only Have a Brain. That's what I mean. And The Coward. That's good. The Lion, Follow The, the Cowardly Lion. Road. Actually, they all have their own. The Tin Man. Follow The Yellow Brick Road. Follow The Yellow Brick Road, yeah, of course. We're off to see The Wizard. Yeah. If I Only Had a Heart. There it is. That's Tin Man. Mm. If I only had the nerve, that's the line one. Yep. Uh, we're up to the, the Maryland Land of Oz. They sing when oh, they're Maryland there. Oz, yeah. Oh, there's one about... Um... I like that one. If I were the King of the Forest. Yep. That's quite... Isn't there one where the the color, the horse of the colours? Horse of different colours? That's the Maryland Land of Oz. Oh, that's the Maryland Land of Oz, yeah. Chang, chang, chang. Oh, that's right. That's a good song. That's a good one. Mm. Um... There's not much at the What's at the end? Well, it's a lot of the same. Just music over. There's no real song. It's just reprises at the end. Yeah. You know? Because the jitterbug got taken off and there's no... Oh, that's right. Is not, it on the soundtrack? No, no, no. Oh, no, that was 
later. It was never released. Oh. It was released. It's in the movies, yeah. One, but it was never, so, because you've got to remember, like, after they see the wizard. See, the jitterbug matches with the books you bought me. It's in those. I'm talking about the movie soundtrack here. I know. After they see the wizard, they don't actually sing any songs until the very end, with the, mm. um, when they're back at Oz. That's it. Oh, where they come back to the Emerald Is City. It, she gets sad when there's the hourglass. Yeah, but there's no singing. Is there no singing? About no, Annie M? No. No. No singing. No. That's what I mean. The singing is like a Just tall, music. Tall it's just star. musical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd probably have to say Because the soundtrack doesn't have any, like, of the, just the music parts. Like, just uh, the... It has the odd bits. Mm. But I think... Because when they're running away from the witch, that's all music. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of the same one. That's that's yeah, pretty much still the same all, one. Um, uh, you know, like Follow the Yellow Brick Road, you're off that's to see right. the wizard. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's not um, much after that. And even when she goes home, there's no songs. It's just the... Just that's right. Music. A delirious escape. Oh, so it is a song on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a... But that would probably be my one. It would probably be... Um, Ding dong, which is it? Yellow brick road. I yeah. really like that one. Yeah. I love a six eight, a six eight bounce. You got yeah, a six good. eight bounce. Well, it's exactly what it should be. Like she's, the way she's feeling, she's happy. She's yeah, she's found where she needs to go. That's uh, optimistic. Well, I see, that's why I like over the rainbow because she's hopeful that there's got to be something more. There's got to be. Yeah, well, I love that. It also follows the standard uh, musical trope, which is the um, second song of every musical. Third song. The second song of every musical is an I want song. So your first one kind of sets up what it is. The second musical song that you ever hear in every musical is normally an I want. It's your... What, where they're going to go, what, them, what, they what it's want, about. You know? yeah. Hamilton, my shot is the second one. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, over the rainbow. Is so the what's the first one? one? Well, the first one is that it's just the your introduction where you're like first your seeing the doggy. That. Yeah. You know, Maybe the overture. Yeah. You know, in musical terms, your overture, but you're, you know, and because your overture is where you meet all your different characters and you get your place in your setting. And your second one is where your main character comes mm. up and says, "This is what I want." See, that's why I think... I um, and Over the Rainbow is an I want song. It is. But I, it's... Did I like it. Did you at university? Oh. God. We both studied music, right? Different music. <laughs> very, very different music. Um, but I find that Wizard of Oz too, like it, all the songs do tell a story. Of course they do. It's in the musical. But it's... um. The characters have their own song. Very specific. Like you said, you know... I've only got a heart. Like, they've got their own songs and they're all memorable. Correct. And the, but, but also, So when you hear them sung, you think of that character. Well, they're all kind of still based off a riff of uh, We're Off to See the Wizard. Yes, they, they are. They're with We're Off to See the Wizard. Well, yeah. Off to See the Wizard is the first... No, Scarecrow's first one. Yeah. And then Off to See the Wizard. Yeah. Yeah, see? Main title. Actually, I think... I don't think that's true. I think they all have um, Follow the Yellow Brick Road because that was the first one. And then that dun, 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 is in all of them. That's no, no. But we're off to see. Uh, Follow your big red first. Yeah, but we're off to see the wizard. That's ends it. every one of them. Because from Follow that. Road goes then, into 
off, off the wizard. And if only no, then brain, goes into the brain. Then off the wizard. Brain goes into... Yeah, off the wizard. wizard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's still a connected bit to it. Mm. Uh, yeah, Ding Dong Emerald City. Oh. Oh, see, yeah, I told you there was a different one. So, uh, see, so the one that was released later... So the one, so so if you look for the album now on like Apple Music or Spotify or whatnot, oh, it's got the extra ones. Uh, it does have the jitterbug. It does have the jitterbug. It does have the jitterbug because mm. if I were King of the Forest, then it has jitterbug, Ding Dong, Emerald City, and then a medley to end it out, which is the closing credits. See, because the original one, the jitterbug's missing. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's no music at that point. No. It just yep. explodes off. Yeah. See, and that's why jitterbug's needed. It's, yeah. But I think so. And it's a fun little song, Jitterbug. Mm. I think I first saw it on like a special features on something. Yeah. What about your existed. least favourite song? See, I always thought that If I Was King of the Forest was my least favourite song because I was a child when I watched the movie and when I heard the first soundtrack and the songs. Yeah. Then I read the books after it and realised that, oh, hang on, that's it's more linked to the books than it is to the movie. Like that is such a random thing to sing about. My problem with King of the Forest is I don't I don't understand its reasoning for being there. Because we already know That he's a lion. That he's a lion and that he's cowardly and he's yeah. going to the nerve. Mm. And then he kind of sings like basically it's if I was the king of the forest and if I had that the if nerve. I actually could be the nerve to me, I'm like I would have the king. I would be the king. Okay, you know. You know? So then we find and out he's the only one that gets two. Yeah. Was that contractual? But, or do they need to fill up time? Or See, I think it links more back to the original book, the Frank Bourne original book. So the movie doesn't exactly follow the original oh, book. Oh, actually, not follow at all. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, we don't have the Winkies. It doesn't talk about the the mouse and stuff like that. So the mouse and the lion. That's right. Yeah. See, that's and that's where the King of the Forest comes in because they laughed at him and because he was scared of the mouse and yeah. So because he's he's technically the son of the king. So yeah. he, he is technically king of all the lions, not just the forest. So, yeah, I think it links more to the book. And so I was really confused why I thought that song would actually be dropped more than any of the others because it doesn't really have a place. But then, of course, they said, oh, I had a mum too. And, but even then, yeah. like I said, like for me it kind of breaks the flow of it too because they're mm. waiting for the wizard. Yeah. No. They are. Yes, they're waiting. They're waiting for their... They're waiting for their call-up. Yeah. And then it was like, at the end of it, it's like, no, and then he cries and then lets him, she cries and they let her in. That's right. He cries. Yeah, she cries and then he cries and says, oh, I had not in myself once. That's right, yeah. And then we find out that he is actually the wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all, so yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. hidden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's right. from Kansas. Well, not Kansas, but he's from, you know, the world. The world, yeah. Too. Yeah. I can't remember where. Texas? Texas. The black and white Um. But you're right. To me, it breaks up the narrative. It does. And I'm like, oh, it always no. feels like it's odd. There. I already know why he's there. He's yeah. a coward. He's afraid. He's already sung about it. Like, you know, once you bopped him on the thing, like, mm. he's already sung that he's scared. But they all feel like some, like he wasn't king of Oz. Like, I never understood it. And of course, especially when I watched the second movie and saw Ozma and all that kind of stuff, you know, like I was. What I was wondering, like, he's not King of Oz. Why are they I singing know, about... It was, it, yeah. I will admit, that one there for me is probably the weakest of the lot because I was like... I was just confused. I liked the song. I already know he's... But it was more talk singing too, like the others were sung. Oh, hey, the dude doing it, uh, Bert Blah. Oh, good singer. Great. Good. Great singer. Yep. 
but I was just uh, yeah uh, for me that breaks up the flow a little bit I'm like mm. yeah you know? but it does make sense in the book we're talking about the soundtrack here right mm. oh, but I can understand why people if they hear the soundtrack they go why is that in there yeah I think that would have to be the weakest one yeah absolutely um alright then well then oh we're going to do 10 or out of 5 I'm going to have to say out of out of 5 because like with other podcasts I do like you know our scores are normally out of 5 okay we say 5 smoke on the waters but for this one we <laughs> would just say well we're going to we're going to keep the ratings going across so out of how many well no see, I don't know we're going to smoke on the water well what's a really good song oh so out of five over the rainbows. Yep. How many over the rainbows is this? It's always been five out of five for me. You stink. <laughs> Seriously, five out of five. I love it. I will listen to it when the I'm the whole thing from beginning to woe, pretty much. You would yep. listen to. Absolutely. Absolutely out of five. Yep. All right, I am going to. Um, You're going to give it like a two. I'm not going to give it a two. <laughs> okay. I give it a four. Okay. A four out of five over the rainbows. Yep. Um, because over the rainbow is like there's some great tracks on there. I'm mm-hmm. being a jazz guy, like you know, like the, every single one of them is pretty much in the jazz standard book. Um, and it's still very much of its time, yep. which is fantastic. But like I can't give it five. You know, four. Absolutely. Could I listen to it from Go to Woe? Yes, I could. There are other ones I could listen to more though. But I would say four out of five. Over the rainbows. Yeah, well, five and five for me because it always makes me feel happy. No matter what song I listen to, you can cheer me up. Cool. All right. Well, then, thanks, Shorty, <laughs> for talking to us about, uh, for helping me review the Wizard of Oz soundtrack. You can find it on well, anywhere, I guess, like Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, or probably just go to your op shop and you'll find a record, a vinyl. Judy Garland. <laughs> any Judy Garland. Well, they have CDs. The, that's just over the rainbow. Cassette though. tapes. So if you want all of Wizard, the whole Wizard of Oz soundtrack, <laughs> yeah, yep. easily find it streaming online. Um, so uh, thanks, Shorty, for being here. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks, everyone else. Let's hear some tunes.
Fantastic. We just heard Dreamland with The Final Day and Celeste Kate with Two Weeks. Now let's get into uh, part of the show which is uh, even more below average on the Average Muso Show, and that is Boomer Guitarist, What Grinds My Gears. G'day everybody, Boomer Guitarist here, and I'm here to tell you what grinds my gears. Yep, going to tell you all about it, going to give you the lowdown on what's wrong with the music industry today. As far as I'm concerned, today's episode's a good one. There are too many guitar pedals in the world. Way too many. Like, 
you watch YouTube, I watch YouTube, you see all these weird guitar pedals, you see how many guitar pedals there are, you see all these stupid reviews on all these stupid guitar pedals, and some of them just cost so much money. Nobody needs to spend that much money on a guitar pedal. Trust me. Don't need it. I just spent $250 on a POG. I'm even disgusted with myself. Can't stand the fact that I spent that much money on a POG, but had to do it, and it's the cheapest one I could get. And it's actually a real one. It's actually a nano POG, but still unhappy that I spent so much money. But back to the story at hand, way too many guitar pedals. Let me, let me, let me tell you a story. Back in the day, back in the day, we used to go to guitar stores, right? You used to go to guitar stores, you want to buy a pedal, go to the pedal cabinet. In the whole of the pedal cabinet, there'd probably be 20, maybe 30 pedals, maybe, hardly ever. Really, 20 pedals would probably be there. You'd have a few overdrives, you'd have some distortions, you'd have a compressor or two, you'd have a chorus, you'd have some weird modulation, a couple of delays, you'd have a wah. That'd be it, Okay. You go in, you want a pedal, try a couple out, grab one, go home, Bob's your uncle, you know, Betty's your aunt. Everything's good. Everything's good in the world. No muss, no fuss, no problem. Just a few guitar pedals, go home, have some fun. Everything is good. Now, come to 2021, every man and his dog, including some guy from Kansas with really bad hair, who apparently is seven foot five, um, is making guitar pedals. They're making guitar pedals on their kitchen table. They're making guitar pedals in their garage. They're making guitar pedals, you know, I don't know, in the back of their Chevy, you know, and they're calling them boutique. Like, what's a boutique pedal? What's so boutique about a pedal? Anyway, so, to prove my point, I've decided to go on to an international website. This international website is attached to an international company in the UK. Okay, We all know who it is. They're on YouTube, right? Uh, some, some guy called The Captain. Uh, biz, his business starts with an A and ends with a tons. And I've gone on his website. Now, I've gone on there because he services pretty much all of the UK and Europe. And he should have a good range of the ridiculous plethora of pedals that they're existing in the world today. And again, wrong, wrong. So I go onto his front page and uh, I, I, I see the electric guitar tab. I click on that. Then I see a list on the popular pedals tab. And I have a look at that list. And the list has all the different types of pedals. We've got overdrive pedals. We've got delay pedals. We've got reverb pedals. We've got multi-effects pedals. hate multi-effects pedals. We're going to get onto that one day. Can't stand them. Going to do an episode on that. We've got fuzz pedals. We've got preamp pedals. Loop pedals. We are definitely doing an episode on loop pedals. Can't stand those bloody things. Let me tell you, an episode will be coming on loop pedals. Uh, chorus pedals, compression pedals, boost pedals, mini pedals. I hate mini pedals. God, I hate mini pedals. We're going to do an episode on that. Uh, and pedal bullets. Okay? So, 
there's about, what, maybe a dozen? Uh, yeah, about a dozen, 13 or 14 types of different pedals. So I've done what every good guitarist, any guitarist with their salt would do. I went and clicked on the overdrive pedals. And lo and behold, 19 pages came up. 19 pages of guitar pedals. I'm thinking, okay, well, how many guitar pedals are actually on each page? Lo and behold, there are 24 different overdrive pedals on each of these 19 pages. Except for the last one, the 19th page only has 11. So that comes to a total of 443 different overdrive pedals. Now, um, upon closer inspection, that does include distortion pedals. So, between overdrive and distortion, from this one shop alone that does service the UK and much of Europe, there are 443 different pedals. 443 different pedals. How could anybody possibly choose from that? How could anybody possibly even begin to choose from that? So I did something else. I then did the very, very silly thing. I then selected the, the button that said price low to high. And was staggered at what I, what I actually came up with. Now, we all know the cheapest pedal is going to be the Behringer the heavy metal or the overdrive distortion or the uh, heavy distortion or whatever it is. They're all about the same price. They're £22 in Australian dollars, probably around $40, right? About the right price. So that's where they start. That's where they start. But then I go to the very last page, the 19th page, and, and mind you, there are a couple of, you know, multi-effects things. There's that Tectonic one, Richie Cotson thing, and there's the, you know, couple of other bits and multi-effects in there, but no, not, not, not too many. But lo and behold, the most expensive overdrive slash distortion pedal on this page is the Origin FX Revival Drive. Now, that pedal is 579 pounds. 579 pounds. How much is it in Australia? Let's have a quick look here. We'll just we'll just have a quick look on the on the interwebs machine and we'll see what see what we come up with. See what we come up with. We'll press the, 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 the guitar pedal in Australia. In Australia retails for the same one that I was looking at $830. 800 who needs to spend $830 on an overdrive pedal? You know, what does it do? Cook your, cook your steak and eggs in the morning? Does it fetch the paper? Does it make you a nice cup of coffee? Does it crack open a VB? Because if it doesn't do any of that, nobody needs to spend $830 on an overdrive pedal. Nobody. But just getting back to it, look, 443 distortion slash overdrive pedals is just way too many pedals in the world and it's no wonder that everybody's got pedal boards the size of their coffins. You know, it's just a, it's just a stupid thing. Let's have a look at how many delay pedals there are. Let's go let's go here. We'll go back to the tab here. We'll go here. 
and then we'll press uh, delay pedals. What have we got here? How many pedals have we got here? I haven't even done the research here. Okay, there are only seven pages. There are 146 different delay pedals. 146. The cheapest being uh, the TC Electronics Echo Brain. Good pedal, from what I understand. I'm going to have to check one of those out. But let's go. Let's go see how much the most expensive pedal is. I don't know. Let's. Uh, what's going to be? Three hundred and thirty-five pounds. Three hundred and thirty-five pounds. I don't think this even comes to Australia. So let's have a quick look. Doesn't exist in Australia. From what I oh, know, there it is. Six hundred dollars Australian for a delay pedal. Who needs a delay pedal for six hundred dollars? Not I, sir. Not I. So, long story short. Just between those two pages, just between delay and overdrive and distortion pedals, we've had a look at 589 pedals. Just between distortion, overdrive and delay, 589 pedals. As I said before, it's no wonder that people out there have got pedal boards bigger than their kitchen table. You know... Don't need this many pedals. Back in the day, walk into a store, 20 pedals, get what you want, go home, have some fun. This is just ridiculous. Not worth the time, not worth my time, not worth your time. Just go get yourself a Boss, maybe uh, an MXR or an Electro Harmonics. Hell, even try one of those new JHS 3 Series things. They look pretty good. Other than that, don't need the rest. Just spend a couple of bucks few pedals on the floor, go home, have a cup of coffee, or even crack open one of those stupid craft beers. You know, watch the footy, watch some wrestling, have yourself a little nap. I'm the Boomer Guitarist. You know I'm right. You know you're going to tune into the next episode. See you later. Blossom bloom on the incense I hear mixed messages on the radio As the sun turns red I walk on by and wait for you I walk on by with you You walk on by and take my hand You walk on by Walk on by Walk on I see the windswept valley As trees vibrate See the parcels out by the moonlight 
I hear mixed messages on the TV as the night sets in. I walk on by and wait for you. I walk on by with you. You walk on by and take my hand. You walk on by cheek to cheek. You walk on by. Whoa. Walk on by. Walk on. Red. 
jump on the West Canal Just a man trying to forget Lord, I wake up To a brand new day Pray the rains have fallen in now Lord, wash my sins away
All right. Uh, we just heard a song from Mark Gardner uh, called Walk On By. And just then, Pete Hatchell, Just Another Man Playing the Blues. Once again, all the songs we've played today can be found across, I think, almost every stream platform known to man, especially the major ones. Uh, or some of them even have Bandcamp and Facebooks and Twitters and stuff. So please search them out and support all of the musicians that we've had, uh, that we've played tunes for on today's show. All right, well, I guess that's it from uh, myself, J.R. Barling, at The Average Muso Show. Uh, it's been a fun show. It's our first one off the off the ramp, I guess, or off the production line. So, of course, we'll keep on working on it and uh, see how the show progresses from there. If you've got anyone or, or any tunes or an artist you'd like to have your independent music, independent original music played on this show, just reach out to us on Twitter, at Average Muso Show. Uh, or, of course, you can find us through GNT One Sound on Facebook and Instagram because uh, they uh, really do a great job in letting us use the studio here so we can do all this stuff. Please also check out the other stuff that GNT One Sound take care of. They have many artists. You can find them through uh, gnt1.weebly.com as well as a bunch of other podcasts, including The 13th Bar. Uh, if you're into other kind of music and random stuff, that's the way to go. Other than that, I'm J.R. Barling. This is The Average Muso Show, and we'll see you next time. Bye.